Hello, welcome to Now Tell Us. Now this is a place where you come and tell us stories, a place where you come and educate us on a subject or inspire us with your story. And always we are having great guests on our show. And I believe, I know, I don't believe, I know that today's guest is going to leave you speechless. Now, our guest has worked with the big names, big celebrities, and uh, He's giving us this opportunity to learn how to become an entrepreneur of celebrities, or rather a celebrity entrepreneur. His name is Clint Arthur, and he's right here with us. Welcome to the show, Clint. Thank you, Anthony. Great to be with you. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm having a wonderful morning in Acapulco, Mexico. Oh. Beautiful. It's good to know that. And it's always good when you're having a good time. I mean, and I know you've had so many good times. I was going through your website and I was like, oh, he's been with him. He's been with him. He's been with, with her. And I'm like, oh, now this is a person that we should have here telling us how to close, to cross those lines and be where you've been or even much better. So um, this is now tell us. And I'll stop speaking much. I will only be sitting here and listening much. And also the others who are watching us on the other platforms, or those who get to listen to us after this show is through, can get to hear much more. And so I'm saving on time. Uh, now, let's begin here. For those who have not been on your website, mention some of the celebrities that you've been working with. Well, look, I've, I've worked with every major celebrity in the world, including five presidents of the United States. And probably my most favorite one was a seven-year-old girl who came to one of my seminars recently. And she gave the secret of it all. I said, how did you remember your lines? Her name is uh, Carson DeNovo. Carson, how did you remember your lines on, on TV? She said, well, you said you had to make it happen. So I had to just make it happen. See, you have to make it happen. You have to make it happen. And that's how come I've been able to work with Oprah and Tony Robbins and the Rolling Stones and Mick Jagger and Mike Tyson and five presidents of the United States. And it, it really is the same thing that Oprah said. I said, Oprah, what's the most important thing you ever learned? And she said, you are responsible for your own success. And that's exactly what that little seven-year-old girl said. Well, you are responsible for your success. And so make it happen to each and everyone who is listening this. Now, you're going to have that on paper or hang it right behind or in front of where you're sitting to remember that it's your responsibility. Your, your dream becoming a reality is your responsibility. And you can always quote Clint. <laughs> he said it here, and so we're going to make it happen. And just to get a clue of uh, this, this whole idea, how have you been working with them? In what aspect? Well, for example, Martha Stewart was a speaker at a conference that I hosted at Carnegie Hall in New York City. So I paid her a lot of money more money than most people will make in several years of working their lives to just show up for two hours. 
And then she came and she was a speaker at my conference. And I interviewed her about her, her career, her success, how she wrote 99 best-selling books. And I said, Martha, what's the most important thing you ever learned? And she said, when I was a little girl, my daddy told me that I could do anything. And I believed him. See, you can do anything. You can do anything. But it's up to you to make it happen. Because you are responsible for your own success. And people think, well, you know, how do I take responsibility? How do I make it happen? Well, you know, if you're living in a little tiny town in the middle of nowhere and nobody's there and there's no jobs and there's no opportunities, you have a choice. You can either go on the Internet and try to make it happen on the Internet where pretty much you have a very level playing field. But you're going to have to devote a lot of your time and attention and efforts to working on the Internet 10 hours, 12 hours. 18 hours a day sitting on a computer, if that's what you want to do, then that's what you have to do. Or you can move to a big city and try to become somebody in a big city. Now, I always wanted to be somebody. I always wanted to be somebody special. When I was a little kid, my parents would argue all the time, and I thought it was my fault. And I, I had this crazy idea in my head that if I could become somebody special, that maybe they would stop arguing. So I was reading a book and I read about something called the Wharton Business School. It was the best business school in the world. Have you heard of the Wharton Business School, Anthony? I haven't heard of it. Tell well, that's where it. Donald Trump went to business school. That's where Warren Buffett went, Elon Musk. All of them went to the Wharton Business School. Mm -hmm. And when I was a little kid, none of them had gone there. It was, it was something I read about in a book. So I made up my mind to go to the Wharton Business School. And when I graduated, I went home to get the congratulations from my parents. And what happened? They get into the biggest fight of all time. My dad storms out of the house and slams the door behind him. And I turned to my mom and I said, Mom, you know, the way he resents you all these years, have you been cheating on dad? And I'm sitting there thinking, wow, where did that idea come from? I never even thought that idea in my whole entire life. And then I'm thinking, wow. What kind of a rude person asks that question to their own mother? That is the rudest thing I have ever said to anyone. And then I'm thinking, wow, how come she's not answering the question? And then she says, he's not your real father. Your real father was a doctor at the fertility clinic we went to for six years trying to have you. And you look just like that guy. I say what, mama? And... What happens next? Well, not only did I not know who I was anymore, I sure as heck didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up anymore. So Monday morning came and I called the investment bank on the 87th floor of number one World Trade Center. And I said, thank you. But I've decided I don't want to be an investment banker after all. And what did I do? I naturally moved out to Hollywood and I started going on auditions, going, reading and writing screenplays. And uh, that took me all the way through to December 31st, 1999. Were you alive on New Year's Eve of the Millennium? What were you doing? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was alive and I was scared of what was coming. They talked of the millennium that the computers are going to stop. So we were. Yeah, Y2K. Were you getting Y2K cash? A lot of people were. I was getting my own Y2K cash by driving a taxi in Los Angeles. Uh -huh. Yellow Whoa. cab number 6087. And in the back mm -hmm. of my taxi were these two guys who were interns at Goldman Sachs. 
Mm -hmm. And I'm listening on their conversation. Hey, did you hear about Mr. Carrera? They made him the last partner right before the Goldman IPO and he cashed out a gazillion dollars. And I'm mm -hmm. like, are you guys talking about Chris Carrera? How do you know Mr. Carrera? Chris Carrera was a pledge in my fraternity at college. When I was okay. the pledge master, I used to make those little punks dance around the living room of the house with their tidy whities on top of their heads. And here he just cashed out a gazillion dollars. And I'm making $513 driving a taxi under here. I was supposed to be somebody special. <laughs> that was the day that I said, 13 years of chasing this dream that's never going to happen is enough. It's over. I can't do it anymore. I have to get a real life. And I didn't know how to get a real life. But I wanted to have a real life. I wanted to get married and, and have a house and make money and do something instead of chasing a dream that was never going to happen. And I knew the only way to do that was to change me. See, mm -hmm. like the little girl said, you have to make it happen. I knew mm -hmm. that I had to take responsibility for becoming a different person. So I started doing all kinds of self-help, personal transformation work. And I did everything you could possibly do. I walked on fire with Tony Robbins. I did Toltec wisdom studies with Don Miguel Ruiz. I did men's power circles and ceremonies. And sure enough, as I changed on the inside, so did my outer circumstances of my life change. I got out of taxi driving. I started selling gourmet food and building houses. I met a beautiful woman. She believed in me more than I believed in myself. And together we got fat and happy. Unfortunately, I became obese because I gave up writing. I gave up pursuing my dreams. I was just trying to survive. Mm -hmm. You know, that's really what it was. I was trying to, you know, have a regular life. And in some ways, it takes courage to have a regular life. But if you're a person like me, I'm a writer. Mm -hmm. I'm a person who is a creator. I collaborate with people. I write books mm -hmm. with people. I, I make videos with people. And I wasn't doing any of that. And that's how come I became obese. And I was, I was involved with men's self-help work. And luckily, I was at a men's self-help campfire in the fall of 2008 when the world was melting down. And the shaman pointed at me across the yellow and orange crackling flames. You don't know it yet, but you're already dead. What are you talking about, man? I'm a millionaire. Eight years ago, I was driving a taxi. I was living on a little boat. Now I live in a mansion. You're dead. You just don't know it. And I didn't know what he was talking about, but I couldn't stop thinking about it. And it came to be New Year's Day of 2009. I woke up and I asked myself a question inspired by the shaman. I said, hey, maybe that guy is right. Maybe I am already dead, but I don't know what that means. So what if this was going to be the last year of my life? What would I want to accomplish? And that question changed everything for me because less than eight weeks later, I had written my first best-selling book, What They Teach You at the Wharton Business School, about the lessons that I learned at Wharton that helped mm -hmm. me to become successful as a businessman once I stopped trying to be a writer and a movie star. And mm -hmm. that book led me to television. I started going on TV to promote that book. I started, I became a speaker to promote my books and my, and my seminars. And all of that led me to working with all of these major celebrities and meeting the presidents. And 
you know, I, I think George H.W. Bush really sums it up. When I met President Bush, I said, what is the most important thing you ever learned? And he said, well, young man, that's a very big question. But I have to say that you must keep doing the things that you love in this life. And George Bush loved to jump out of airplanes with parachutes. When he was 80 years old on his birthday, he jumped out of an airplane mm-hmm. with a parachute. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that has been really what it's all about is doing what you love. Because unfortunately, I'm a writer. Unfortunately, I'm a storyteller. And that's part of what I have to do. And when I wasn't doing that stuff, I, you know, supposedly I was fat and happy. But I wasn't really happy because I was obese and my marriage so why, was crumbling. So why do you use the word unfortunately? <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately that I'm a writer because, mm. I, you know, whenever anybody tells me that, oh, my kid is moving out to Hollywood to become a screenwriter, I always say, oh, I'm sorry to hear that, you know, because it is it is kind of a curse to be a writer, to be a creative person, because you have this. Uh, most people have this longing to write a book and then sell lots of copies. And that usually is never going to happen. I mean, Mm -hmm. I quit writing for eight years because I couldn't get anyone to read my screenplays. But what I learned was, is that writing a book and marketing a book are completely different things. And that Mm -hmm. in order to become successful as a writer, you need to become a marketer of your books. Mm-hmm. which really means that what you need to become is a celebrity entrepreneur. Now, I'm not a celebrity like Oprah or President Bush or the Rolling Stones, but mm-hmm. to the people who buy my books, to the people who come to my seminars in Acapulco, I'm somebody very special because mm-hmm. I have figured out what every author, speaker, coach, consultant, advisor, and expert needs And that is to position yourself as a celebrity in the eyes of your customers and prospects. And that doesn't mean you're going to be famous like Kim Kardashian or Kanye West or Elon Musk. You're never going to be famous like that. I know I don't expect to ever be famous like that. Mm -hmm. But what I have realized is that you don't have to be famous. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be Kim Kardashian in order to add a lot of zeros to your bank balance. Mm-hmm. What you need to do is you need to be famous. Many of us are happy hearing of that because uh, we could be trying to make things happen, but uh, struggling every day. I mean, I, I kind of, uh, I'm an author myself and I've written a book, but you cannot imagine how many books are being released in a year on Amazon. They are I know. I think it's like 600,000 books a year are published every year, something like that. Which, if you think about it, compared to the 7 billion people on the planet, 600,000 books a year is not that many books. But it's a lot of books when you're competing with a very finite audience. And the good news is, is that you don't have to sell a lot of books in order to make a big difference in your life. For example, there's one book I wrote. I sold less than 10 copies, but I made $11,000 from those 10 copies. Mm-hmm. 
And you when you realize that secret, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm happy to tell you the secret. And it's in this book, Wisdom of the Men. This is my Pulitzer Prize nominated book about all the famous people that I've met and the things that I've learned, the smartest things that I've learned from all of them. Like Mick Jagger, I said, Sir Mick, what's the most important thing you ever learned? He said, You can't always get what you want, but if you try, sometimes you find you get what you need. And I know it's just a line from his song, but he's Mick Jagger and he can say whatever he wants. And also, he's 100% right. You can't always get what you want. I, I want to be famous. I want to be rich and famous. Mm-hmm. Famous, 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 like those people. But I'm not going to get that, I don't think. But what I need is to sell books and tickets to seminars and have impact, influence, and income. And I've been able to make millions of dollars a year for the for the past seven eight years doing what i love writing speaking coaching consulting traveling the world helping my friends to have more impact influence and income too and that's the whole point is that you don't have to become famous in order to make a big difference in your life and the life of the people you want to help Mm. That's that's something big insight this day or this hour that we are talking. It really, about. it really is. It really is. And and I'm not going to hold back on you. The how did I make eleven thousand mm-hmm. uh, dollars selling ten copies of a book? I created that book by recording a Facebook Live, and I recorded that Facebook Live while I walked on the beach for two hours in Florida, and during that two hours. I talked all about my conference that I was having with Martha Stewart and Ice-T. And I I explained why I hired each of the speakers to come to my conference. It was called The Living Legends of Entrepreneurial Marketing. And Mm -hmm. that book is called Entrepreneurial Marketing. And you could still buy it on Amazon. It's a great book. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in the book, And during the Facebook Live, I said, hey, if you haven't bought a ticket to my conference yet, if you buy a copy of this book, inside the book is going to be a coupon for $1,000 off any ticket. And as a result of that, less than 10 people bought the book. But those people bought $11,000 worth of tickets to my conference. Mm. And I... And I published that book. Here's how I self-published that book. It was a Facebook Live. I took the transcript from that Facebook Live and I Mm -hmm. did a quick edit on that transcript. And then I published it as a Kindle book. Within 24 hours of speaking for two hours on the beach, it was live as a book on Kindle. And Mm -hmm. less than 10 people bought it, but those 10 people, those less than 10 people, bought $11,000 worth of tickets to my conference. And that's how I made $11,000 from a book that sold less than 10 copies. And, you know, this is just one example of how you need to be creative and you need to make it happen. Why? Because just like Oprah said, you are responsible for your own success. Mm, That's beautiful. And thank you for sharing that with us. And, At this point, I want to thank all those people who are watching and also those who get to watch later or even listen on the podcast platforms that we share. 
And let me mention uh, list. I have Mishka. We have several people who are watching, but we can't see their names. But let me mention Mishka, uh, who is asking, wait, is that, is this like a Dr. Klein story? Do you get that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means. But, uh, you know, Tom Dutta said that these are guerrilla marketing lessons from a great author. That was a true guerrilla marketing lesson right there. Mm, yeah, sure. And, and then we really appreciate that, uh, uh, giving it up to us this hour. Okay, let's go on. And um, how many books have you written so far? Now, you talked of one book, this that you sold, uh, 10 copies. Wisdom, of, many. Wisdom okay. of the Men. This is my 21st best-selling book, Wisdom of the uh -huh. Men. And, you know, I always knew that this was going to be an important book for me. It's, it's enormous. You know, it's got pictures. There's Arsenio Hall. Everybody, you know, all the people in this book are people that you know who they are. Uh, and there's pictures of me with all of them. There's me and, and President Bush. And I always knew this was going to be a big book. Here's me and Martha Stewart at mm -hmm. Carnegie Hall. I worked really hard on this book, and it took me a long time. Here's me with Simon Cowell mm -hmm. from, from uh, X Factor and, uh, you know, all those big shows. I always knew this was going to be a big book, but it took me mm -hmm. seven years create this book. Usually I write my books really fast, but this one I always knew needed to be more. It needed to be everything. And I really did put my whole life into this book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how many others have you written? about? I've written 21 best-selling books. I've written more than 21 books. I probably have written close to 40 books at this point. Mm, that's beautiful. Yeah. And uh, uh, those many books. Now, I was, I was surprised to go on um, your Amazon, and I discovered that you have a book going for $999. $999, yeah. That's is, the income. Is that interesting? T tell, tell, tell us a bit about that book. Oh, that, that's the yeah, that's a book about how to double your income by yeah. tricking your subconscious mind into believing that you deserve to be earning twice as much money. And it's, you know, if you double your income and make twice as much money this year, it's easily worth nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. Many people have used it to double their income or more. It really works. It do, it's not easy. It takes a lot of work. I'm, I'm not saying it's easy to do it, but. Uh, it's something that works. And here's, you know, Jill Bernard just popped on. It's really funny. Jill Bernard was uh, one of my first students. She did one of my early, early coaching programs called The Last Year of Your Life. And remember, I said that I asked myself the question, what if this was going to be the last year of my life? What would I want to accomplish? That's been the superpower. That mm -hmm. question transformed everything in my life. It helped me to break through my fear, procrastination, and doubt. It helped me 
to get all the way to the Today Show because when I was on the Today Show, I was interviewed by Brooke Shields and they asked me, hey, you know, Clint, you ask yourself a question every year. What's that question? And I said, ask yourself if this was going to be the last year of your life, what would you want to accomplish? That's been the superpower that's helped me to accomplish so much so quickly. Mm-hmm. And here I am. That was way back, you know, when, when Jill Bernard was in The Last Year of Your Life, that was 2011. That was my first best-selling book, The Last Year of Your Life. And uh, here I am today, 2000. 22 that's 11 years later and Jill Bernard's still around so it should give you an idea of how I'm a person who connects with people and has a real impact and the reason why I really connect and I really have impact is because I really am trying to have meaningful interactions with people on this planet that's really what I'm trying to do and I do that in many different ways one of the ways is by writing my books. The other ways is by doing the classes and the seminars and the courses that I do. And I'm very blessed because when the pandemic happened, I said to my wife, well, look, it's going to be two weeks to slow the spread. Do you want to go back to our apartment on the 13th floor of an apartment building in Midtown Manhattan and be quarantined in a, in a one-bedroom apartment? Or do you want to go to our loft in Los Angeles or do you want to rent a house in Florida or Arizona where it'll be decent weather? Or do you want to go to our favorite resort in Acapulco and make it a vacation? So being smart, we came down to Acapulco. And those two weeks to slow the spread turned into four and a half months in Acapulco. Mm-hmm. And by the end of that, we had purchased our first villa here in Acapulco. It's mm-hmm. a gigantic mansion with uh accommodations to sleep 16 people very very luxuriously we have a gourmet chef a butler and we do our seminars in the mansion in acapulco and i'm very very blessed that people come down to acapulco to take my classes and to experience the celebrity lifestyle see this is all about being a celebrity entrepreneur one of the things that celebrity entrepreneurs do is they take more vacations and better vacations and I learned this by being a member. I, you know, I, I've walked the walk that you want to walk. I've walked the path that you need to walk. I've been nobody and I've become somebody special. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that I did it was by investing a lot of money, by going to seminars, classes, masterminds. And in one of the, one of the masterminds that I was part of, I paid $25,000 a year to be a member and to go to three meetings and three two-day meetings for $25,000. That's what you get. That's mm. it. And what's the most important thing I learned for my $25,000, which I did for two years. So I spent $50,000. The most important thing I learned was take more vacations. The second most important thing I learned was take longer vacations. And as a result of those two lessons, My wife and I started going on longer vacations more often. And we started going to our our favorite hotel at the time, which was in Hawaii, called the Royal Hawaiian Hotel. And the first summer, we spent 30 days there. The next summer, 40. The next one, 50. The next one, 60 nights in a suite at the Royal Hawaiian Hotel, which set us up to be able to just pick up and take our 
our one suitcase each and our briefcases and go to Acapulco for four and a half months. And now we basically live on vacation in Acapulco because we go to these, we go to, uh, we go to our villa and we have people come to our villa and take our seminars and we live in vacation in Acapulco. So I happen to agree, you know, the most important thing you can do is learn how to do more vacations and longer vacations. Mm, thank you very much. And some people who get to listen to us are at zero or maybe they are in the negatives. And you're talking of taking a vacation or taking longer vacations. How, just how do I get from the negatives into taking vacations and longer vacations if I am at zero or maybe in the negatives? Well, look, a lot of it has to do with the kind of work that you do. And what, what everybody who wants to have freedom has to figure out is how do you stop having a job where you have to show up in a store or in an office or in some place in order to make money? You have to figure out how to make money that's independent of the location. Now, my seminars, I've done my seminars all over the world. I've done seminars in New York, Los Angeles, Atlanta, uh, Texas, Acapulco, London, everywhere. Anywhere I wanted to do it, I did it. And you need to figure out a way that you can make money in a, in a way that you're not locked into going to the same geographical location in order to make your money. And then this way you can go to some place where you want to take a vacation. For us, it was Hawaii for four years. Now it's Acapulco. And you can do your work while you're on vacation. Mm -hmm. Call it a workation. workation. And by the way, you know, there's a comment from Jill Bernard, money isn't everything, but it sure does help one to be more free and have more options in life. Just so you know, when I was doing those long vacations in Hawaii, we weren't spending money. We were in the hotel on points. I didn't pay for that hotel ever. Mm. I never paid for the hotel, not one night. I always used points. So you need to figure out how do you how do you get more out of everything you have? And people say, well, how did you get all those points? I, I got all those points by figuring out how to make every dollar I spend become a point. And then once I had, well, you know, you spend a lot of money to live. Mm -hmm. I, I know I spend a lot of money to live and I know I spend a lot of money on a lot of things. And the more money I spend, the more points I get. And that's how I was able to do that not with money, but with points and by being smart with the way I spend my money. So uh, life is about creativity mm -hmm. and it's really all about getting everything you can out of everything you've got. And, you know, I asked Tony Robbins, you know, you think Tony Robbins is famous? He's famous. You in think he's famous? In my opinion. Uh, okay. Well, I don't think he's famous. I mm -hmm. think he is what I call a celebrity entrepreneur because okay. I'm going to show you a video here. Um, I, I could show you many. I'm just going to show you one. And I've asked all kinds of people, do you, what do you think of Tony Robbins? Mm -hmm. And here's what one of them said. Hey, do you recognize him? Hey, do you know who Tony Robbins is? Yeah. 
I showed you his picture. You recognize him? Yeah. You thought you knew who he was, right? You have no idea. No, I actually don't. I thought he was an actor. He's not an actor. No. No. Okay. Okay. Here's another one. Hey, anybody here know who Tony Robbins is? Do you? No? Do you know who he is? Do you know who Tony Robbins is? No? How about you? You know who he is? Nobody. Now, Tony Robbins is the most famous author, speaker, coach in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And yet, I could show you video after video after video of people who have no idea who is Tony Robbins. I'm going to show you one more because this was a really good one. Here's, I hope you're not going to be offended. The guy uses a curse word in this video. But I want to show you this one more video of a person Come on, where is it? I think we already got it. I mean, <laughs> you, we got your point. And the point is, is mm -hmm. that you don't have to be famous mm -hmm. in order to make a huge difference. You need to be famous to the people who buy your books and buy your seminars. They need to think you're famous. Like you thought Tony Robbins is really famous. I, you know, less than one out of a hundred people in, in the world know who's Tony Robbins is. I, I'd say it's less than that. And when I asked him, Tony, what's the most important thing you ever learned? He says, life is happening for us. And I know there's a lot of people who think there's a lot of bad stuff happening to me. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of bad stuff happening to the world, but it's not happening to us. It's happening mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. And COVID for a lot of people, COVID was the worst thing that ever happened. Mm -hmm. To us, COVID was the best thing that ever happened. Mm, that's interesting. And a strong point that you, you make there, that life does not happen to us, it happens for us. And we still have Jill with us. He has a comment. Maybe we can look at the comment together. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is a perfect example. She knows who he was for decades. Saw him on his on his infomercials. She wouldn't know who Clint was if she didn't listen to a radio show that I was on, which mm -hmm. made me famous in her eyes, which is why she paid to join my seminar the last year of your life. And here she is still today. So this is my point. This this interview was about how to become a celebrity entrepreneur, not a celebrity. And most people don't understand what a celebrity is. Celebrity to me is a marketing technique that you use to position yourself as somebody special. I told you I started this whole thing out and I'm ending it up here that I always wanted to be special. And I can't be special to the whole world like Kim Kardashian is special to the whole world. But I can be special to people who come into my life like Jill. And, uh, and here we are today. And I, you know, and I haven't even talked to Jill in years. I see her occasionally on, on, on uh, Facebook, but here she is seeing me on LinkedIn because I'm doing this celebrity entrepreneur activity of doing an interview, which is one of the things that celebrities do. Mm, great. And now before we go, uh, because we are almost done with the show. And uh, there are many still who I believe don't have a clue of how to get, I mean, how to be in that position, to position yourself to, to, to that person 
who you're not a celebrity to it, to the world, but you're a celebrity to that specific person that is going to be interested in what you're offering, your service or good. Uh, from someone who, who doesn't have a clue, uh, there are some few steps that you may tell someone, a few, yeah, like one, two, three, do this. Okay, so yeah. if you don't have a clue, then you haven't been paying attention because mm -hmm. I've already laid out four of the techniques in this interview. I talked about going on television. I talked about celebrities. I talked about, uh, about um, speaking at important places. Mm -hmm. And I talked about best-selling books. Okay. That's four different techniques that I've talked about right there. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have a clue, it's because you think that there's some mystery. Yeah. If you want it laid out more clearly, I have 91,000 words laying it out in this book, Wisdom of the Men. And if you don't like to read, I did the audible version of this book so you can listen to the book. And if you're a member of Audible, you can just use one of your credits to get the Audible book. And I spell it out very, 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 very clearly in this book. And I highly recommend that you get my life's work masterpiece, Wisdom of the Men, because I'm telling you, I'm doing it right here. I've been doing it for 30 minutes. I've been laying it all out for you as plain as day. You just got to open your eyes and believe that you can do it too. Mm, okay. Now they've got it. And uh, if they want to get a book or get connected to you, and I heard you talk about coaching. So you also do one-on-one -on -one coaching for those interested. I don't do, I really don't do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I only do group coaching. group coaching. But group coaching is taking place at my villa in Acapulco. So you get a lot of one-on-one -on -one attention in a group setting. So how do people so connect to you? You want to get involved with that, go to clint.com, C-L-I-N-T-T-T, -T -T, three T's. Why three T's, Clint? Because one of my clients was a expert in the science of names. And she said to me, Clint, I wish you would add an extra T at the end of your name because the T's always end up on top, like Donald Trump. And I said, well what do you mean? Like Clint with two T's? She said, that would be better than just Clint with one T. And I couldn't get Clint with two T's.com, but I was able to get Clint with three T's.com. And that's why you should go to Clint.com with three T's. Oh, wonderful. So all those who are listening would want to connect with Clint and uh, maybe apply to the master, uh, to the classes at Acapulco or by the books that he's uh, talking about and the other books that are right uh, on his uh, Amazon like we have uh, one idea per page uh, each and every one of us would want to have an idea maybe we don't we are lacking ideas so one of the books is one idea per page go get it uh, 21 performance secrets of Donald Trump so we can't finish everything. We can't cover everything on this episode. You better follow up with Clint and get to uh, know much more. And um, that's about it. We are just coming to the end of the show. But before we get off, we always like our guests leaving us with a few words that we should always remember. And this is your time, Clint. Hey, the most important thing I ever learned is that who you are is more important than what you actually do or sell. 
I love writing books, but if I wasn't Clint Arthur, if I wasn't putting it out there and making myself somebody special in the eyes of all of these prospects on the internet, on radio and television, on stages, then I wouldn't sell any books because people don't buy books from nobodies. They only buy books from somebody's. So become somebody and enjoy your life more. Mm, wonderful. To all those who are listening, those who are watching, and those who get to do so after the show, be somebody. Just be somebody. It's upon you. Make it happen. And always quote Clint Arthur. <laughs> so that's it for today. And uh, I've been your host, Anthony Mwerore. And together with my guest, Clint Arthur, we are saying bye for now. Bye-bye. Be blessed and go and be somebody. Yeah. <laughs>